Hi there, and welcome to One Body, One Life, proudly sponsored by Jamae's Fine Foods. I'm Vicky Nguyen, and I'm on a personal mission to live to 120, and I would absolutely love to take you on this journey with me. This fortnightly show is focused on longevity and understanding how we can all live longer and stronger through diet, exercise, lifestyle, nutrition, and so on. Each episode, we will uncover tips and tricks to living your healthiest and happiest life for as long as physically possible. I'll be chatting to the experts as well as people who have defied the odds and explore various treatments and modalities to help us all reach optimal wellness. So in today's episode, I talked to the one and only Mr. Don Tolman, often referred to as the Whole Food Medicine Man and also known as the Indiana Jones of Whole Foods. As an eight-year-old, Don had heard of a story of an ancient sacred meal known as Pulse that ultimately set him on a 17-year quest around the world and on a path to discovering some of the most amazing information about health and healing. Don's search allowed him to find what he calls precious nuggets of wisdom that had been recorded and handed down from long-lived ancient cultures. The ancient healers taught that there are seven principles of health that are the true secrets to living a happy, healthy, disease-free life. So I am super excited to find out more and welcome Mr. Don Tolman to the show. Welcome, Don. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's great to hear you. Yeah, I know. It's amazing to to connect with you. I mean, a few about four years ago, my husband and I were lucky enough to sit beside you on a flight from Melbourne to Perth. I think you were heading over to um to Perth to run one of your events. And um, we happened to get lucky. I recognized you at the airport and went straight up to you. And then we happened to be sitting next to you on the same flight. <laughs> And I think you and Martin spent the entire flight talking the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, so it's great. I'm glad that we had your number and I'm glad that we were able to conduct this interview. So, so tell us, tell the audience, the listeners, how did you first become interested and, um, about Pulse and, and health and wellness? Yeah, when I was just a, a young kid, or just my dad and his seven brothers, and we lived out in the Sierra Nevada mountains which is right, you know, close to what's called Las Vegas now. But we lived up in an old mining shack, and there was a mining accident. And one of his brothers lost both eyeballs, and one of them lost both legs. So they quit that industry and went to a steel industry called Geneva Steel. And they moved into a state in a little town that was called Salem, Utah. And we moved into there. And we were the only family that wasn't part of the Latter-day Saint Church, the Mormon Church. Right. And so every Sunday, my friends would come over and bang on our door. I'd open it and they'd say, can you go to Sunday school with me? <laughs> and I'd say, I go to school five days a week. Why do I want to go on Sunday? <laughs> exactly. And, and, and I'd shut the door and they'd leave. And that went on every single Sunday. Wow. For a, for about seven years. So anyway, one Sunday they knocked on the door and I said, okay, fine, I'll go. And so I went down there and my friend Melvin, his mom was reading out of the Bible, the King James Version of the Bible. Right. And she read chapter one in the book of Daniel. I didn't even know what a Bible was. I'd never seen a book that big in my life. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and so she reads that chapter. And it was about um, King Nebuchadnezzar, and he put a camp together, and he had kids come into this encampment, and he wanted them to learn all of his information and everything that was going on. And, and uh, 
he promised them that he would treat them like princes and and feed them all the best food. And for the kids, Dan, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is what they call them. And they said, we don't eat animals. Right. We don't eat meat. And he said, well, if you don't, you're going to get sick and die. Right. And they said, no, that is not true. And they said to the king, can you just give us pulse and water and just let us live on that? Wow. And, and anyway, those kids taught the king what the pulse was. And so they made it for him. And within just a couple of weeks, those kids were looking better and stronger than all the other kids. Wow. And they kept going that way for three years doing that. And it says at the end, they were 10 times smarter than anyone else in the group and stronger. Wow. And uh, so I heard that story and I'm like, I want some pulse. Yeah. <laughs> what is <laughs> this? Know? So I, yeah, I asked his mom, the teacher, I said, what is pulse? And she said, I don't know. I don't have any clue. And I said, well, why are you telling us about it? Yeah. And she said, well, that's, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And I said, well, who can I ask and find out? And she said, you can ask the bishop. He knows everything. And I said, okay. So when the class was over, I met the bishop. His name was John Coyle. Right. And he said, come to my house. I've got exhaustive concordances. I've got dictionaries, Bible dictionaries. I've got all kinds of stuff there, and we can look it up and well, I'll tell you. He said, I've never done it, but we can do it. And I said, okay, well, thank you. So I got on my bicycle and rode up to his house. <laughs> and he went through all of these different books, looking things up. And there were so many definitions of pulse. He wow. finally closed all the books and he just looked at me and he said, I'm so sorry. I, I don't think we know what that actual pulse was. And there's so many definitions of it. Wow. And I said, oh, man, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I left. And because I was living in a house where I was a natural born vegetarian, but my mom and dad and brothers and sisters, they were eating dead animals at every meal. Right. And I, I couldn't stand the smell. I couldn't stand the screaming and yelling and crying of the animals that my yeah. dad would murder. Yeah. And, and, you know, my mom would cut them up. And my brothers and sisters, they would, you know, yeah. God, get the different body organs and all the different things and wrap them up and put them in the freezer and do all. Oh, my God, I couldn't stand it. Yeah. And they thought I was just a total idiot. And they thought I, I would never get protein and I would die. And, this, and so they would scream and yell at me and make me sit at the table for three or four hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. And then they'd let me get up and leave because I wouldn't eat. Wow. And all that stuff. I love peaches and watermelons and avocados, you know, and bananas. And I just loved all the, you know, garden foods and all of that kind of stuff. And yeah. so anyway, my mom and dad were total medical and God, it was so crazy. And they were always going to the dentist and all of that. And the dentist looked at my mom and she said, you've got a son you've never brought in. Why is that? And she said, well, he's never had a toothache. And he said, well, you need to go get him out of school and I need to x-ray him. We need to just make sure that everything's okay because you're on the welfare system now, the dole system, it's all paid for. So go get him. Yep. So she came, got me out of school, took me in. They x-rayed my jaws and everything the doctor looks at her and i'm sitting there and he says 
you're right. He doesn't have any cavities, but in the future he will. So we need to just go ahead and drill his teeth. We'll put in mercury filling. Oh, and that way you don't need to worry about it. I no. looked at him and I'm like, what? And two guys came in and grabbed my arms, took me in, laid me down, strapped me down. How they terrible. came and injected me and put me to sleep. And the next morning I woke up in so much I was in so much pain, I actually wished I was dead. I, I couldn't believe it. And so anyway, I finally got out of there, and they gave me injections and painkillers, and my mom made me take them, and I, was, oh, I couldn't stand it. And then a year later, my little brother got tonsillitis, and he, he went in to have him cut out, which no one should ever do. You yes. can just let him heal, you know. Yep. But back then, that's the way it was, and even people today fall for all this baloney and crap. Yeah. So anyway, um, doctor told her to go get me. You've got a boy just one year older. He's going to get it too. So we better just take him out now so he doesn't have to worry oh about it. Oh, my God. And I, they took me in, and I could not stand the look and the smell and the, yeah, the clothes the doctors wear and all this crap. It was just freaking me out. Yeah. And he strapped me down, put me to sleep, and took out my tonsils. Wow. And so anyway, when I finally got out of there and I told my mom, I said, why are you doing this to me? I said, well, doctors know what they're doing. They're, you know, they're, you know the, the, they're the gods of the day now. Yeah. And I go, what? And so anyway, I'd had enough. So just over 16 years of age, I ran away from home. I couldn't take the stuff that was going on anymore. Fair enough. And so anyway, I ran away. And jumped on trains without him knowing I was there so I could get to the next city. <laughs> wow. And my passion was I wanted to find pulp. So I went into libraries. I got librarians to help me look up and see if there were any books. Yeah. I went to ancient and arcane collections. I got on freight liners and told the captain if I mopped and cleaned up and helped do whatever, can I go to the next landmass? And they'd say, sure, that's fine. Wow. And so I literally went to every continent on this earth, even the Antarctic, which was stupid. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know what was down there. And so anyway, it was cold and everything. But um, I went into all the collections around the world, even into Egypt. I went into and But now every single collection is under lock and key and no one can read anything about it. It's wow. all under lock and key. And it's controlled by the pharmaceutical industry. Of out of Rome. Right. And they're they're the ones that created the whole pharmacia, which means poison pharmaceutical means poison makers. Right. And they wanted to get rid of the wisdom of our ancestors about how to heal any disease, any condition, any problem. Because you can't. Yeah. And it was interesting to me that I found out and I couldn't believe it. But the ancient healers, as far back as the earliest dynasties of Egypt, were the women. The women were the healers. Right. The, the women could see things in nature and smell things and taste things. And they have an intuition yeah. and gut feelings about stuff that most men don't have. Right. And a lot of times women will say, wow, what's that smell? Yeah. And a man will go, I don't smell anything. <laughs> 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 and so yeah. they learned which, what today is called fruit and vegetables and nuts and seeds and whole grains 
and the different plants that people call herbs and things like that. Yeah. And oh, it was just so, yeah, I was on fire. And Amazing. so it, it gave me my passion. I never did find Pulse in that 17 years, but wow. I'd met a billionaire in Washington, D.C. at a soup and salad bar. Yes. And he had, and he has the world's largest privately owned collection. And I told him about Pulse and the other things. And he said, well, I'm looking for eight workers. Why don't you come in? We've got to uncrate everything that I've been buying over the years. And we'll build glass uh, shelves and different things because I want us to be able to see and get into every." I said, I want to work there. I want to work there. (laughs) (laughs) And so I started. And it was so weird. Just two weeks into it, I found a document 42 pages long. It was about nothing but pulp. Wow. It blew me away. I couldn't even, oh my God, tears were running down my face. And I wrote down all the ingredients and what they do and all of that. So then I started making some. I started giving it to friends and they loved it. And so then I finally, you know, put it all together, but I couldn't afford to keep giving away. So I had them, you know, pay me for it. Yes. And so that's how it all got out there. But the wisdom of those healers, and they're the ones that got Hippocrates and Pythagoras and Socrates and others to get into self-healing. And others say, let foods be thy medicine. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. And physician means a nature healer. That's what the word means. And doctor meant teacher. Right. And so doctors and the ones that were the teachers and the healers, they were just helping so many people. But then the pharmaceutical industry started killing them and getting rid of everything and covering it up and taking all the knowledge and information away. And they did that at the Library of Alexandria. They got rid of everything and killed the people there. Even the Pythagorean Academy, they killed everybody and took everything. Goodness. And it's just insane that... Finding what the ancients taught, those women in the earliest dynasties of Egypt, and there were hieroglyphics of them, and they were the white race, and there were brunettes and blonde hair and red hair, and these were in the hieroglyphs, and the different things that they taught, it just, ah, they taught you can only have one disease in the human body, and there are only two causes. But now you can go on the internet, depending on the pharmaceutical medical website that comes up, they'll tell you there's 16,000 human diseases. Yes. And some some of the sites say 20,000, others say 26,000. They all say there's 7,000 rare diseases. Right. And if you're ever if you're ever diagnosed with a rare disease, just hold on to your money and run. Right. You don't even have the disease. They just got some new cut, burn, and poisons they want to do. Right. And it's crazy, but they taught that the only disease that can exist in the human body, and in the translation in the English today, it would be chaos at the atomic level. Right. That creates chaos at the molecular level. Right. That creates chaos at the cellular level. Makes sense. Yeah. And then when enough cells are in chaos, you feel it. Your nervous system helps you to feel it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know where in the body it is. Yes. And the ancients knew the location of the body and the body organs in those areas, which foods to eat to get rid of all that chaos. Right. And they taught that the only thing that causes the chaos, there's no mystery to any disease, none. 
the two causes is you're either toxic yes. or deficient. Right. That's it. Yep. Makes and in the modern sense. world, yeah, in the modern world where you go shopping and you're, you know, 500,000 fake foods and artificial colors and flavorings and fake sugars, which are toxic and poisonous and aspartame. And, and the pharmaceutical industry creates all this stuff so that over time you feel the symptoms of a disease. So you go to the doctor and that's why they do it. Right. So <sighs> interesting. What a backstory, Don. My goodness. <laughs> so you do also speak um, a lot about the three revolutions. Can you explain what they are? Yeah. I've been barking up for 51 years publicly around the world. There are three coming revolutions. Right. And I'm so thankful that I have lived long enough to actually see it happening. And the first revolution that's taking place is self-care. Yes. And learning how to take care of yourself. Beautiful. And avoiding the things that are toxic that you're putting in your body, on your skin, on your fingernails, on your lips, the shampoo, oh my God, and all the different things that people just don't even look at that get them to go to the doctor. And more and more people are waking up, and it's really happening. It's happened more 10 years than I've ever seen it in my life. Right. And per capita, Australia is growing and changing faster than any other country in the world right now. Wow. And there's others that are waking up. I mean, even antibiotics is the number one moneymaker for doctors in the United States is being banned and made illegal in some countries in yes. Europe because it's being exposed. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So self-care revolution, people are going to open their eyes. Yes. They're going to stop drinking all the crap soda pops and all the fake things and all of that. It's okay to have good organic wine and good organic beers because those were the sacred ferments, yes. which religion calls sacraments. Right. And, you know, it even said in the biblical record that Jesus changed the water into wine. Right, exactly. And if he'd have, yeah, and if he'd have changed it into beer, I'd be a Christian. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. <laughs> so what are the other two revolutions? The other is self-education. Yes. People, thankfully, are waking up and realizing what a total scam public education is. Yes. And it's been published in journals, in the government, the Library of Congress in Washington, you know, Washington and the United States and different places. They know that a child, every child is a natural-born scholastic genius. Scholar means one who observes yes. out of interest. You find what you're interested in, and you do it. Right. And then if you, other people have that same interest, and they've been there a while, they'll teach you what yeah. to do yes. and how to kick it up and get going, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so the ones that have been there a long time were master crafters. The ones that have been there a while... Um, Oh, this is all popping out of my head. Anyway, if you were new, you were an apprentice. Right. And you were you were new. And, oh, yeah, the, the ones that have been there a little while were the journeyers. And so, anyway, we need to get back to embracing the scholastic genius of young kids. Because when they go into school, and it's been published multiple times, within four to five years, 90% of the kids lose 
their creativity and imagination right. and the love of what they were on fire about is just gone. And and it's because the pharmaceutical industry, which had the most money, created the industrial industry and they were looking for more workers. So they created public education right. to be babysitting. That's right. For for the parents so they could both go to work. Yes. Oh my God. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And and they all they do is they teach academic curriculum. And if people would look up the etymology of academic, it means trivia. Right. It's just crazy. And you would not believe the number of people that pay eighty, ninety thousand dollars to graduate from university yeah. and then when they get out, ninety percent of them, everything they learn is obsolete. Yes. And then they don't even get jobs in what they graduated. Come on, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to go to school and university to make friends, that's fine. But that's the only reason you ought to go. <laughs> <laughs> and what's yeah. the final revolution? Self-care, oh. self-education? And self-governance. Right. And the ancients taught that in the future, our rights would be taken from us right. by governments. Yeah. And most people don't even realize the ones that created religion created the government. Right. And it's so weird how many religions are supported and backed by the pharmaceutical industry. And and it, it, it's horrible. You know, it's just, it's just like they're in the state of Utah where I, you know, lived till I was 16 years old to this day. The state of Utah that has the highest percentage of Mormons in the world right. are the most diagnosed with cancers and treated, the highest uh, diabetes. More people in the state of Utah are on antidepressants per capita than anywhere else in the world. Wow. And it's crazy. It is so crazy. And there's so much more I could say, but I don't want to offend anybody. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's... Back to you. What an eye-opener. So what about, I mean, obviously you said before there are two main causes of disease and um, disease is essentially chaos in the body at some form which impacts at the cellular level. So you mentioned the two causes mm -hmm. is toxicity or deficiency. Yes. So how do we, um, I guess, avoid deficiency and toxicity? If that goes into the ancient seven principles of health. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. So the seven principles which you've listed as air, sun, exercise, whole foods, water, relationships, and passion. Is that right? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay, let's go into that a bit further. So so talk to us about air. Air is number one. Right. That's the number one principle of health. You have to make sure that you're breathing good, clean, fresh air. Right. And a lot of people, they don't even know that most pneumonia is caused by air conditioning and furnace air. Right. And it's okay to be in that if you're sitting up or walking around. Yes. But at night, you have to shut it down, open the windows, and if it's cold, just put on more blankets. Yeah. If it's warm, just turn on a ceiling fan or a box fan. Yeah. And just get fresh air. And you got to have windows with greens on it, you know, so that bugs and other things don't come in. But then when you get up, fine, turn on the air conditioning or the furnace, and that's fine. But it's when you lay down and your body is equal to the gravitational field, that's when cells in the body activate and go through and heal and repair and establish you uh, for the next day. Right. So, with, I mean, obviously, for our city slickers, there's a lot of pollution 
in the air. Um, so how can mm. we combat that? Is it having plants or an air ionizer or something like that in the bedroom? Is that what you'd recommend? Absolutely. Right. Any of those things. But every home absolutely should have plants indoors. Right. And, and specifically in the bedroom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And another thing you can do in the bedroom to get rid of any off-gassing or particles that are in the house from different things, you cut an onion in half. Right. And you set the half of onion on a, a little thing next to your bed. Yes. And all of the particles and off-gassing are drawn right down to the surface of the onion. And so in the morning... Just go to the rubbish bin and cut off a thin slice so that everything on that is gone. Right. And then put it back in the room. And if you'll go through a half an onion in your bedroom and a half of onion out in the kitchen, living area, wherever. Yes. And go through that. Anything that's toxic chemicals that even come off of the paint that people use. Wow. Is going to be pulled out and gone. Amazing. That's a nice little yeah. life hack. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So what what is it in onions that draws those toxins in? If you look at it, onion is O-N, which means light. Right. Ion are the particles. Of course. And the energy of frequencies uh, of light, and even when it's dark, we can't see the light, but the light frequencies are still there. Some animals can see it, but we don't. (laughs) And so those frequencies are drawn to the to the effluvial molecules, the odors of the onion. Amazing. And the ancients knew it, and that's why they named it onion. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So what well, about sun? Well, the next principle is sun. So so talk to us about that, because I know there's a lot of, um, I mean, a lot of people think too much sun is what causes skin cancers and melanomas and so forth. So, Yep, and that's pure bullshit. That yes. was put out there by the pharmaceutical industry, and if people will go and search it out, yeah. you're going to find out the leading cause of skin cancer is sunscreen. Yes. Pharmaceutical sunscreen. It's disgusting. All you've got to do is put on good organic cold coconut oil plant oil yeah. you can use extra virgin olive oil you can use coconut oil put it on your skin lay in the sun and take the seven to ten days to build a sun tan yes and then you don't burn yes 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 and being in that sun creates the highest levels of vitamin d in the human body which most people are deficient of because they don't get enough sun yes because they put on sunscreen or just don't go out there yeah <laughs> and is it, oh and another no, go ahead. I was just going to say, just, is it true that vitamin D from the sun is best absorbed through, is it the chest, the back and the eyes? It's anywhere on the skin. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. And so what and, about, I mean, t- talking to a lot of Australians, obviously, I mean, we've got the ozone hole over us as well. And a lot of people are so, they just cannot get their heads around the fact that the sun doesn't cause skin cancer. Um, and particularly a lot of fair Australians who get burnt. So what's your, like, how do we educate them? Oh, yeah. It's so crazy. It is just crazy. The sun is the healthiest thing in our lives besides Mother Earth. Yes. In fact, it was called Father, Son, Mother Earth. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So, so for and those the sun, people... Go on. Yeah. No, the sun impregnates Mother Earth and brings forth plants, atmosphere, 
you know, everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so for if it the, wasn't for the, the sun, we wouldn't even be alive. Exactly. So, okay. So, for the fair people who do get burnt, is it a matter of them building up their resilience to the sun over time? Yeah, that's all. They've all got it. If if you don't put anything on your skin except healthy oil, yes, you're not going to have skin cancer, right? Unless you're eating pharmaceutical grocery store foods, yes, that create skin cancer. Yes, agreed. And so we've got to watch what we're eating, what we're drinking, what we're doing. The sun is healthy even for Australians. Yes. But no, the pharmaceutical industry on July 16, 1967 came out and said (laughs) the sun came up today and it wanted to kill the Australians. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy to hear this and I've always believed that too and I cannot stand sunscreen and I'm such a sun lover. So this is uh, great to hear your, your perspective. So, and, and with exercise, talk to us about that. Um, yeah, the other thing after air was water and then water. sunshine and so, then exercise. Okay, let's talk but about water. Water is absolutely critical to all living things. Right. And it's got to be water that is clean, not toxic, yes. where they're putting in fluoride and all kinds of crap chemicals to poison people and yes. doing all of Oh, my God, it's crazy what it they're is. doing. Well, the fluoride in the water and the chlorine, it's... Oh, my God. It's disgusting. Horrible. So, so... And so you've got to have good, clean rainwater as long as there's not too many pharmaceutical chemtrails all over your head. Yes. And, but if you want to have the cleanest water you can ever drink, and it was brilliant when they discovered how to make these things, it's called a distiller. Right. If you if you distill water, it evaporates and condenses back into the liquid. Yes. And that's what the sun and earth do. Yes. And it evaporates, it goes up in the sky, turns into clouds, condenses, and falls back as water. Yeah, right. So is that and pure it, H2O? And so H2O is the water, and that is the healthiest thing that you can possibly do, unless you have your own natural well water, then that's fine. Yeah, right. But test it once in a while just to make sure the crap isn't getting into it. Yes. So, Amazing. but yeah. And the amount of water, is it one litre per 22 kilograms of body weight? Is that still ideal? Yeah, that was the ancient wisdom to have that on a daily basis. But what the ancients also taught was if you make fresh made juices, yes, you're getting the water. Right. And if you have other good, clean, healthy drinks, yes, and even wine, organic wine and beer, you're getting the water. Got it. But you should make sure, according to what they were doing, have at least two liters of good, clean water daily. Yes. And then for the rest of it, you can use clean, healthy liquids. Yep. Amazing. And yeah. um, what about the exercise component? Yeah, the ancients knew that life is movement. Yes. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yes, yes, absolutely. And yeah, and so they knew mm. the best thing that you can do if you're if you can do it. Some people have jobs now where they can't do this, they can't do that, blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and as long as you love your job, that's fine. But if you don't, fire the boss and get out. <laughs> but walking is the healthiest thing that humans can do yes and walking is best and then right next to that is swimming right and then right next to that is riding bicycles right 
that don't ride bicycles in air conditioning inside a building. Yes. That's stupid. Don't walk on treadmills. That's yeah. stupid. Get outside in the open, fresh air where there's breezes that clean the air and all of that. And, and that's, oh, that's what I love about Australia is most of your citizenship lives right near the ocean. Yes. And the ions, the negative ions in the salt air of the oceans are the healthiest air there is. Amazing. So lucky. I go, I do a beach walk here all the time when I'm here in Australia. I do it every day. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. So, so gone are the days where we need to be running on treadmills for, you know, half an hour, hour on end. And what about weightlifting? To, I mean, it's more, is that more for body sculpting that you, would you even recommend that for people? If you're going to do, you know, trying to build muscle and do this and that, and you want to do weightlifting, that's fine, but yeah. don't be an extremist. Yes. Use lightweight. Yes. With high repetition. Yes. Not heavy weight Got it. with a little repetition. Then you're going to mess yourself up over time. Yeah. So, Amazing. and even a star hop, yep. push up, uh, grabbing a railing on a staircase with both hands and just doing squats and yes. raising up. And squats. All of that kind of stuff is fine. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessary, but it's fine. Right. Walking and swimming are the two best things there is. Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. And then whole foods, obviously. Yeah, the they need to be absolutely real food. Yes. I get on airplanes and I see people. I uh, know. <laughs> they oh. order a Coca-Cola. They open the bin. They pull out their medications. They yeah. pop 33 different medical <laughs> pharmaceutical poisonous pills and wash it down with Coca-Cola. Yeah. I want to I, I get up and just go slap the hell out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for beer. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Calms me down. <laughs> so, so obviously, I mean, people, a lot of people, when I talk about eating whole foods and, you know, cooking as much as you can from scratch and eating as close to nature as possible, people always talk mm -hmm. about the time factor and the money. So what's your take on that? I mean, I always say it's not that hard to buy a banana, you know, an apple or a snack. It's so much. Yeah. yeah so what's, what is your... Um, What's I guess what's your comeback to that? People need to quit buying all crap things and overstuffing their homes with this and that and the other. Yes. And just go to the farmer's market. Yes. And the good, healthy, organic places. Yeah. And make sure it's organic because even that's being a scam and put into some of the grocery stores. Yes. And it says organic and it's not. Yes. yes. <laughs> no. God. Yeah. And they legally get away with it. But, um, I, and the thing is, you don't have to really eat that much. You can eat an avocado, an apple, yeah. one or two bananas, have liquid, yeah. and have salads. Yes. Yeah, we do and overeat too, don't we? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In the modern world, most people do. And that's why there's so much obesity and yes. diseases. And, oh, my God. Yeah. So what like, about, calm down. <laughs> what about um, supplements? What's your opinion on that? I mean, is it is it ca a case if, of if, if you're it, eating enough whole it, foods, you don't really need to supplement? If you have organic dried powder, yes, that's fine. Like turmeric, yes. ginger, things yes. like that. Yes, add it to water. Here, yeah. that's fine. Yes, don't you ever buy a magic bullet in a capsule? Yes, 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 or a tablet that comes in plastic or glass bottle. Yes, yes. that is pure 
bullshit. Yeah, right. Yeah, but my doctor said that I don't have enough in there. <laughs> yeah, how how an apple, they know in the research of today, an apple, which they used to say keeps the doctor away. Yes. One a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. They've studied it. There's over 9,000 nutritional components in an apple. Wow. And they've only identified... Uh, I think it's 13 different vitamins and then the minerals. And then they've only identified like 133 of them. Right. So what the hell? How do you get an entire apple inside a little tiny capsule? Yeah, right. Exactly. It's such bullshit. And everybody's looking for a magic bullet they can wash down with Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too funny. Now, what about relationships? Relationships, healthy relationships are everything. Absolutely. When we can look in each other's eyes, when we can smile, when we can laugh, when we can touch. Yeah. And touch is so healing and just even hugs and cuddles and things. And healthy relationships are everything. And when relations become toxic, if you can't calm that down and get rid of it, yeah. then you need to get rid of the relationship. Yeah, right. Because your thoughts, create your emotions, your emotions create your behaviors, That's right. and your behaviors create the result. Yeah. And so the emotional molecule of anger and hate and screaming and yelling and not liking and this and that, they, they, they're actual real molecules that are created, emotional molecules, and they go into different organs of the body, and all of a sudden, the organs become deficient yes. and toxic. Wow. And so emotions are so critical, smile, to laugh, to play. Laughter is absolutely the best medicine. Yeah. And, you know, and too many people don't listen to good music that they love, to, you know, smiling and laughing. And yeah. We just got to do it. Yeah, exactly. So what with the relationships, because I'm something I'm really passionate about as well, is um, healthy relationships. I mean, how do you know? Because, I mean, we've all got different levels of... I guess, our thresholds and what we can, you know, our resilience, I guess, um, you know, everyone's different. So is it really determined, like, by how much you cannot be affected by another person? Is that, you know, does that um, serve you well if you're, you've got more resilience and it becomes more like water for ducks back for you? Is that, or should you be listening? Like, how do you know when a relationship is toxic that it's going to start affecting your health? If, if you're not happy, right, then you, you've got to fix it. Okay. You've got to fix that relationship. Or move on. Yes. Then, and the ancients carved it in stone. Yes. In petroglyphs and hieroglyphs and different things. And you can see them in these ancient ruins and stuff. Yes. And they taught pleasure is the greatest good. Yes. And the only evil that exists is violence against innocence. Right. Yes. And it's interesting because to live, L-I-V-E, to live literally means to be happy. Right. And the reverse of that, when you're not happy, the reverse spelling of life is evil. Oh, this too. And that's where it comes from. Interesting. It is. And a lot of people don't know the etymologies of the words, but I study them in collections. And I'm always blowing people away, even when we just go out for a beer, a good organic coffee, or sitting around drinking water. Yeah. And they'll come up with words, and all of a sudden I have to go off on them. You know? <laughs> Amazing. I love that. And then finally, passion. Passion is the seventh, seventh principle of health. Talk to us about yeah. that. Passion literally means finding 
what you love to do and what your interests are. Yes. And the word passion means pass, the passing of ions, mm. the electrical energy love of ions. It. When you get goosebumps, those are the ions of frequency. Yes. And so the passion, we all need to find something that we love to do and to be about and to be around and do it every day. Mm. Even if you can only do it for an hour, do it. Yes. You know, and but if you can actually allow your passion to become your vocation, yes, what you do for a living, you're going to be the happiest, healthy thing walking around on the earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm happy to say that I love what I do and I do what I love. So I feel very fortunate. But I do hear a lot of people who work, you know, in corporations and they're kind of stuck nine to five at a desk and you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. soul draining and how, I mean, is it for them, is it about finding a passion outside of their work? It would be good if they did. And if they could do it in the mornings or the evenings or the weekends, that would be great. And if you're in an office building sitting out a desk and you're going to be there for eight to 10 hours, yes, every hour you need to get up and go outside and feel the sun and the air, even if it's just for five minutes. Yes. And if your boss says you can't do it, then again, fire him and me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So just to, to rehash, so thank you so much for sharing your pearls of wisdom. It was so uh, interesting listening to your backstory and hearing about the three revolutions and obviously the seven principles of health. Um, air, water, sun, exercise, whole foods, relationships, and passion. So just to finish off, I mean, obviously, um, this show is all about longevity. Just if you think about one thing or some little, maybe three things that people can incorporate instantly into their lives, like some, like a self-care practice or something, what, what would you recommend as the top three? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tough one. The top, the top three things to put into their life? Yes. Yeah. I know it's I all seven, that, uh, but... Yeah, it is also. <laughs> for, for some people who want to start but, slow, is there a top three yeah, for you? But but the top yeah, the top things actually should be um, the water, yes, sunshine, yes, and walking. Right, got it. And when you get out in the sunshine, the biophotons of light go through the ocular chiasma, through the pupils, into the ocular chiasma of the brain, back into the visual cortex. Yes. And it activates the neurochemicals in the brain of happiness amazing and it's cool because those seven principles and those three things actually create what they used to call the cosmic greatest gift and it was called sleep beautiful sleep yeah. and waking up with happy feet yes and feeling rested is fabulous that's the greatest gift you can have absolutely cannot beat a good night's sleep Thank you so much, Don. We love chatting to you and we will be back for a part two to continue um, yeah, chatting to you more about health and well-being and what people can do. So thank you for your time. Enjoy Australia and um, we'll chat to you next week. Okay. Thank you very, very, very much. And I'm thinking about moving here to Surfer's Paradise. Yes. And I hope I do it. Yes, I hope <laughs> thank you do you. it as well. For more information about Don Tolman and his works, you can go to www tolman university spelt university as in c-i-t-y dot com so it's www.tolmanuniversity.com thanks so much for joining me today i really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow me on our youtube channel one body one life 
to see more inspirational videos to help you reach optimal wellness and longevity. But until next time, don't forget, you've got to nourish to flourish.